Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the October 5th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is your hump day Wednesday edition of the show. It's the evening, Wednesday evening, and the MLB playoffs are right in front of us. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed, please do that by hitting that subscribe button in your favorite uh, podcasting app there. Come talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Um yeah Sports. We also have www.umyeahsports.com. That's a website you can go to and get your latest sports news and information and uh, an analysis from John, um, curating things from across the socials and the the local sites and pull it together. It's not your typical, you know, big sites. We know you know how to get to those places. So uh, come check it out. Appreciate it. All right, Johnny, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I am good. We have all sorts of things going on. We've got an NFL season that is uh, in full swing. First quarter of the season is well underway. We have got Major League Baseball moving into the playoffs, and we have the... uh, the uh, the uh, NBA in preseason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think even hockey might be getting going here. Yeah, soon, right? I've seen that they've been playing games. So, so, like, that's like a lot of sports going on. Everything's kind of in the swing. pro world. They got college football going on. Right, college mm-hmm. basketball can't be too far down the road. So, lots of things happening. Uh, Aaron Judge, uh, New York Yankees uh, hitter out there, is like just. Just keeps hitting home runs, right? Yep. He's up to what number sixty-two. Sixty-two, yeah. So, uh, pretty good, pretty good home runner hitter there. <laughs> yeah. So is he tied with uh, Roger Maris? I think. Yeah, is now the all-time single-season home run leader in the okay. AL. In the AL. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so with sixty-two. And, and what he's is it? one behind Barry Bonds okay. for the most in a yeah. single season. So the big 63. deal with Barry Bonds when he was doing all this, there's a whole thing with steroids. steroids yeah. Like a whole mm-hmm. thing. Any, uh, is there any question about Aaron Judge and how he's doing this? And if there's any... No, there's no question about any of that. Because he's, he's, he's doing like, it naturally. He's get, so It's all power. So he's just better. He's just better. He's already won. To, if well, you think that... a lot of minds... If you think people, that yeah. Barry Bonds was like juicing, then Aaron Judge has already won. Yeah, people... From the different podcasts and different things I listen to, most people say that you know you can't just take the record for Barry Bonds, even though he did it kind of illegally, uh, because it was a different time. That was the argument that people make. But if Aaron Judge is doing it just by raw p- talent and not through steroids, and yep. one guy and he has one less, now he won't be able to beat the record because, as far as I know, he's not playing today. Oh, yeah. They are keeping him out. So basically, he's Why just going to sit at 62. Just to go get the... But he was like 0.07 from having the uh, oh, yeah. the best um, batter ERA. Let the guy take a shot. So he could have the triple crown, but they didn't let him play. So okay. that kind of was wasted. But 62 home runs in a single season. That's impressive. Yeah, not bad. So what's our uh, what's our baseball matchups here going into the uh, the MLB playoffs. So your Tampa Rays will yep. be playing the Cleveland Guardians. Okay. The Phillies will be playing St. Louis. Mm-hmm. San Diego will be playing New York. Not the Yankees, but the, uh, the, Mets. the Mets. And then Seattle will be playing the Blue Jays. Okay. So the so like this is like the wild card. The wild round. card rounds are the Tampa Bay and Cleveland, Seattle, Toronto, San Diego, Mets, and then Phillies, St. Louis. Now those games are all best of three. Okay. 
Um, Because Tampa was last, they have to go to Cleveland. Seattle was just behind the Toronto Blue Jays. They have to go to Toronto and then vice versa with the Phillies and St. Louis games uh, on the other side. But the winner of the Tampa-Cleveland game has to go and play New York. And the winner of the Seattle Tampa or Seattle Blue Jays game will have to go and play number one, who is the Houston Astros. Okay. On the other side, Philly plays in St. Louis. They had to play the reigning champs in the Braves, and then San Diego or the Mets, whoever wins, has to play L.A. And then after that, it's just kind of getting through. And I was hoping Seattle would have to play the Guardians to get to the Yankees. That would be a lot easier of a path than the Blue Jays to get to the Astros to try to make it through because the Astros during the season were like like 10 games ahead of them the entire time and ran away with it. So wasn't much of a competition at that point. But, hey, the playoff drought is over, and on Friday the Mariners yes. will have their first game in over 21 years. It's been a long time. Julio Rodriguez, I think it said, was like six months old when they were last in the playoffs. <laughs> That's so. crazy. And Ichiro was a rookie. Yeah, no, I remember. So a lot has happened lot, between there. A lot has happened, indeed, for sure. Uh, let's let's jump over to the uh, the NFL. Um, Kenny Pickett, uh, Steelers quarterback. What do we think about him coming in, taking over for Big Ben? Yeah, I think it's the right move. I think when they left Trubisky in for four weeks, I think we're heading yeah. into week five, yep. that was a mistake. Because at this point... We talked about it on a week ago, last Wednesday. Yeah, uh, we haven't done a podcast in a little bit, but um, we talked about how you know we've seen all that Trubisky can bring to the table. He's not going to be able to bring anything else. He needs he just needs to be subbed out for for Kenny Pickett because Kenny Pickett needs to learn and grow. Now they kind of came to the same conclusion finally, and now they're going to put him in. And when he came into that game, he came on strong. He had a couple quarterback sneaks for a touchdown twice in that game. His deep ball looked like a guy that's been in the league for multiple years. It was very crisp, and, and he had multiple uh, interceptions. That's because the wide receivers couldn't hold on to the ball. After the game, they rated and he had zero turnover-worthy plays. Uh, so all of them are just kind of like the wide receiver just failing to go up there and get the ball. And that's one of the biggest complaints of this team, of the Steelers team, at least in my opinion. One of the reasons why I think they'll never you know, get past the point that they're at is because they, they just do not know how they just struggle with catching the football as, as wide receivers. And I thought that would change with George Pickens and it has for a certain percentage. I think he's done a really good job with this offense. Uh, so I think in that, in that form, he, he's going to do a lot better. And I think also he gives the ball to the guys way more frequently. Like he gave to every single one of the wide receivers, Pat Fryermuth, uh, George Pickens, Johnson, Claypool, all had opportunities to make plays. Now you're not going to always catch all those balls, but he's giving you the opportunities to make plays and get things to work. And also he can run outside the pocket, do the quarterback sneaks, get things to work, which could in, in fact open up a, uh, the run game for him, which could, you know, open up that new frontier, which they've been stalling at. And Najee's not been able to play all that well. So when you look at Trubisky though, he just kind of struggled. He wasn't where he needed to be. Uh, and at that point, I think it's kind of just time to, you know, cut your losses and, and kind of go into the, and try to get to the next level. And now when Kenny Pickett comes in, it's just, it's not going to get any easier. Um, they're already one and three, but their upcoming their upcoming games are at Buffalo versus Tampa, at Miami, and then at Philadelphia. As a one and three team, you're going against one of the best defenses in Buffalo at home in the freezing cold New York. Then you got Tampa, who ha- has shown some signs of good uh, defense, a little off and on. Then you got the Miami Dolphins, who 
destroyed Josh Allen and got to the backfield, did really well, played really well. And then he had to go to the undefeated team in the Eagles. And from everything that I watched uh, over the last few days is the Eagles know how to collapse a pocket really well, and they know how to guard and do defensive. Uh, and, and the cornerbacks are doing a really good job of guarding and all of that. So they just kind of shut you down and make it very difficult for him. So then Kenny Pickett's going to be like, okay, I got to go to all four of these stadiums or these three stadiums. Only one of them is going to be at home for me. And I've got to act like I've been here for, for all this time, multiple years and, and know the scheme. So that's going to be a lot of pressure on him. I think it's going to be a little bit of trial by fire for him, but if he's able to come through on the other side and, and play the way that everyone thinks he can, uh, there's no way to, there's not, there's no way to count him out. I think in a lot of ways, if he, wins or keeps these games close. I think that's, that's a bright point for the Steelers team. But at the same time, this AFC uh, division or AFC conference has gotten better and you can't fall to one and three. So maybe he can claw him back, get him to a winning season, get things in the right direction. But if I'm um, Mike Tomlin or if I'm the Steelers, I'm just looking for a positive game play from Kenny Pickett and we'll go from there because if he's a viable option, we can build around him and get things to work. And that also uh, allows the other wide receivers to go for getting more opportunities for every or uh, every wide receiver that's just going the right direction. So in a lot of ways, I think this is the correct move. It might just be a few games too late. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, OBJ, you said you got some huge news for me. What's going on? So OBJ, and you'll like this, is touring uh, team facilities at, okay. the, at the moment. Okay. Von Miller says he's on the phone with him all the t- every week. Von Miller, huh? And he Trying said, to get him up there to Buffalo. He said he, OBJ is going on to this is a direct quote. OBJ is going on tour now. He's going to the Giants practice facility and the Saints and Tampa, all that uh, stuff, which he should. So he thinks that he hmm. should go to Buffalo okay. and okay. that he'll like it. But um, at this point, it seems like OBJ is close uh, to kind of go into the, where he needs to be. So it sounds like Tampa's still in play if he's touring their facility, and so is the I Giants. I like the sound of that. I know you would. Uh, I think it would be interesting to, to see where he goes. Cole Beasley just retired today, so yeah, I saw they lost that. him as a wide receiver, so maybe yeah. there's a little bit more of a desire to go out and get him and, and pay him. I don't think the Packers are an option. I see that circulating quite a bit around social media. I think everyone just needs to get that idea away from them because – they already shunned him. I don't think he's gonna like that. Von Miller's trying to pull pretty hard, but I think the the Bucks are an interesting option, especially if Chris Godwin, after that Sunday game, had that injury with his hip mm-hmm. uh, and is now questionable to play. So if they can't keep guys on the field, then OBJ would be a very powerful asset to have, even if they can. I mean, you got to find a way to get him in there. Russell Gage hasn't been producing the way you probably want him to. Mike Evans is literally the only guy you're throwing to and cost me a fantasy football game because he got 30 points, which is ridiculous, and was really the only guy who got any touches the entire Tampa game besides Fournette. Uh, so bring him in there, then you can distribute the walls a little bit better, get guys to play a little harder and having him around is invaluable. And then if Tom Brady ends up retiring after the season is over, then, you know, you have OBJ still signed to maybe a couple year deal or whatever. And then you can have him for the next quarterback. So mm-hmm. that's probably a positive. Well, I, like I said, I think the three most possible options now, I think Tampa's included in that list, but I think it's probably the Rams and the Buffalo bills and Tampa are the probably three most likely options. I think Tampa would be good. He could show up there. I think if he comes to Tampa, then their chances of going back to the Super Bowl are, are majorly increased. Yeah, well, let's see what happens. So uh, we get to see Russell Wilson again tomorrow night, Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. Uh, he and the Denver Broncos are taking on Matt Ryan and the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Yes. This is actually turning out to be a reasonably decent game. 
almost a reasonable game. No? Today, what Jonathan Taylor yeah. is out. He's okay. not playing. Okay. So basically their offense is no longer playing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's I, not good. And also Denver lost multiple defensive pieces to injury. Um, right. So that that's an issue. But if Denver cannot beat this Colts team and handle them and get interceptions and stop them and walk all over them, then this franchise, then the Denver Broncos are probably in more need more help than than previously thought. I think offensively, like I mentioned, oh, so they lost uh, their star running back, who I think is in a second year to an ACL injury, so he's no longer going to be playing. So now you got just Melvin Gordon, who's having his fumble issues. So both of these squads are coming in with handicaps but one has russell wilson the other one has matt ryan you kind of go with the russell wilson team but if russell wilson and this team can't destroy the the colts that gives me zero confidence that they'll be able to destroy anybody in the afc but if they're able to make it a blowout or a trending in that direction then they're in a good shape because the colts aren't a good measuring stick by any stretch but because they're not a good measuring stick they're a great measuring stick because if you can't beat the team that everyone's been able to be and able to kind of fight against and they're really struggling with beating the good teams then you know you're in a bad shape because even though you're two and two you should have won the first game since seattle but that was an interesting call and then the second game you end up beating the the 49ers and then you or in the texans and then with the 49ers you get into a really close game ends up being that one and then you lose to the raiders so it's just kind of one of those situations where you're now you're two and two you go to the colts and you want to turn on the ship you want to get a winning record you're able to beat them you get a confidence boost you're able to get to the next game and look to accelerate to the next level if you lose the amount of russell wilson just kind of beat down that that will be on social media and in the media will be huge because everyone's already claiming that he's a bust or shouldn't have come and all that, which I don't believe. I think he's going to have a good success in Denver, but I believe this game for this season is probably pretty pivotal. It's the fifth game in the season. You never want to jump to conclusions too soon in the season, but at the same time, it's a good measuring to stick to see where they're at. Now, if they're to get Matt Ryan, even with some broken or broken defense and able to make plays, make Matt Ryan hurry. Matt Ryan hasn't been all that consistent. There's definitely opportunities to get in there and make plays and go after him. And you limit um, miscues, but then you use Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and the tight ends and the running game Josh, or if Melvin Gordon can stop with the fumbles, then then you should be able to have a really good game for yourself. And with Jonathan Taylor out, even without Jonathan, or even with Jonathan Taylor in, I kind of assume that he would be stopped because this team, this Colts team, has been struggling. Now, also, it's huge because the Colts GM, or no, no, the Colts, Colts owner, is basically, from all the reports that are coming out, on the edge of just getting rid of the entire front office. He's just done with the GM, done with the coach, if they can't start winning a football game. So this game is also huge for Colts fans because it also kind of decides the legacy and where you're going to be for the next couple of seasons if you can't win this game because then you're going to be on the coaching search and all of that. So that's also the big thing for the Colts. And also his quarterback is also name has come into question with these reports. So it's also possible that there that Matt Ryan doesn't stay past this season or air or there's a guy that comes in to replace him. We already saw Blankenship get cut just randomly in the middle of the season um, to go to a different, or just because I think they were trying to find someone to blame. So then at that point, you know, now you don't have a kicker and you're trying to figure it all out. So there's a lot of shakeup that could happen. So for either one of these friends, the losing franchise is going to be in a very interesting spot for the rest of the season, but the winning franchise can put themselves on the right path 
go in the right direction and allow things to cool down a little bit and give them some headroom as far as starting to win games and a little bit more grace from the media and all of that. So I think in a lot of ways, this game is going to have a lot of implications on it. I think they're going to have implications for what comes next for these teams for years to come, what this team looks like as far as coaching staff is concerned, what it looks like as far as drafts are concerned, what it looks like as far as players are concerned. That's really going to come out of what happens uh, uh, tomorrow on Thursday night football. So a lot more is at stake than you would expect for a Thursday night game, but that's kind of where we find ourselves uh, sitting here at uh, on uh, on on October fifth. Okay, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll save any uh, chatter about this weekend's games until Friday. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're done. All right, good show, <laughs> listeners. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Remember to subscribe. Jump over to umyasports.com and hit us up over on Twitter at. Oh, yeah, sports. Love you. All right. Until next time, we'll see you. God bless.